going on everybody this is coach ty here with another episode of not not mother's fitness john this is episode number 12. today we're talking about branding so what it means to establish a brand um, all the elements that go into making a brand and establishing that brand and growing the brand all the important philosophical things that we deem you know important and, and noteworthy we discuss here today on this episode so if you're in the private sector uh, space and you're trying to get clients, you're trying to have a high retention rate, trying to establish a brand for yourself, this is going to be a really, really good episode. Uh, hopefully we give you lots of really good practical tidbits to take away that will actually help you. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today on on this episode. A little Some housekeeping stuff going on. We, you know, we're still uh, doing our $150 initial trial offer. Um, so that's, you know, first month, 150 bucks, eight small group personal training sessions, one one-on-one personal training session, and then also an assessment thrown in there as well before you get started. That's still going on, so come check us out at either of our two locations here in Philadelphia. One's in Kensington, one's in Queen Village. You can see all the information on the website at gstrength.com. It's all up there for you. And another, uh, another fun little activity going on I started a side hustle so it's called house of mentors um, it's a consultation group where you know kind of an extension of the podcast where I, I'm offering my services for consultation needs you know if you need help programming help you know gathering clients if you need help building out some some parts of your gym if you know someone to bounce ideas off of I got a whole consultation service up and running now, so feel free to check out more information. The website's still getting kind of cleared up right now, but the Instagram is up and running, so feel free to come and check it out at House of Mentors 21 on Instagram. Uh, no Facebook page or anything like that yet, but uh, that, that all will be coming. Um, but yeah, I'll have that stuff kind of linked in the show notes here. So you guys can check out more stuff from the gym, more stuff from House of Mentors, and anything else that you need. Um, yeah, and with that, without further ado, I'll, uh, I'll let the episode start here. Hope you guys enjoy, and thanks again for listening. Branding. Um I mean, when I think about the stuff that I support, I definitely identify with like a logo or some sort of picture first, yep, you know, visuals. like I will say like this, I was looking at the sneakers I'm wearing, like I love Reebok's like old logo from like the nineties or eighties or whatever it was when they had like the Reebok pumps and, and all that stuff. And like, it's like a, almost an X looking thing. I don't know if, what, what it's supposed to be. Does anybody know what that's supposed to be? Um, but that's like my favorite logo that they've ever had and i'll personally like prioritize buying a product that has that on it versus just about anything else you know unless like nike comes out with something that's better which happens often but um if it was like just a t-shirt you know i, I just kind of something about that logo really um makes me gravitate towards it yeah i mean <clears throat> The visuals are probably the most important thing, like, at first, because that, that's what catches your eye. And people want to be a part of something that's, like, I don't know, they share the same vision, but, like, they have to be, like, it has to be something that, like, like, I gravitate towards certain colors. Like, I like blues, blacks, golds, silvers. So, like, mm -hmm. for House of Mentors, shameless plug, um, my brand is black, gold, and silver. Um, so... Like, I, I gravitate towards those colors. Um, like, when Kobe first did, like, his uh, his Mamba shoes and, like, his logo, it was, it was like, kind of Lakers colors or um, some sort of similar color scheme to that. So I gravitate towards that as well as, like, does it look, I guess, chic or does it yeah. look like, like it looks refined? And that's something that, that I... Yeah, that's something I gravitate towards initially. Um, so I think the logos and a lot of like with branding is the message behind the brand. Um, a lot of people don't even like read mission statements or anything like that anymore. But I think that stuff's important to have. Like 
what keeps the brand grounded and what keeps the like and where are they going um i i mean you're always looking for a specific audience right like here at the gym we i kind of special well we kind of specialize in like general population first timers um getting introduced to barbell training not that we can't train anybody else but that's kind of our niche that gravitates towards us um you know for whatever reason we'll get a lot of people that come in here and think we're a crossfit gym and just because we have barbells and chains and all that kind of stuff it's like no that's it's not actually what we do but you know we do structured training for general pop like i had someone come in yesterday to the kensington location a local person they walked in and like oh what do you guys do blah blah blah. and it's like the second third time and a lot of people now since after the pandemic like i'm so out of shape blah 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 blah. and i make sure to make it a priority to say like well that's kind of our specialty is brand new people to fitness brand new people to free weight training all that kind of stuff um that's kind of where our bread is buttered so our brand is an extension of that so and you know that comes with along with the comfortability of the gym setting you know making sure that not only yeah we know how to program for new people but they feel comfortable in this environment and that's that's all part of branding um i don't know if you guys remember the old logo because both of you weren't working here back when we had the old logo but before we moved here and we were in my apartment i had like it was actually on one of the banners downstairs it it's basically the same logo but instead of 275 on the bar there's 495 on the bar (laughs) (laughs) and the bicep has like a million veins on it yeah and it's like (laughs) is that a penis or an arm you know (laughs) triumphant veiny bastard (laughs) um so i think you know speaking on branding just making that logo much more approachable for that population because i was i realized like okay who am i training you know how many people that actually look like that bicep are actually coming in here and working with me? And the answer is very few. I think at the time it was like two, you know. Uh, maybe Peter. Peter has like, you know, very vascular bicep, right? And then everybody else who comes in is like a beginner. Like they they don't even, they've never even lifted weights before. This is them learning how to do this. So is that logo going to attract those people? I mean, it did, but I'm probably not doing myself any favors. So when I opened this place, I went like much more cartoonish, much more approachable. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think it's a nice mixture of, of both, right? Like, like it's cartoonish, it's very approachable, but it also sends a message to somebody that doesn't want to lift weights. Like, Hey, you're not going to enjoy it here. So don't bother. You know, uh, we don't have many people coming in here and trying to change what we do. Like nobody comes in here and goes like, Hey, um, you think we could do hit workouts instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the last time anybody asked me that. Right. And that's awesome. I think our logo and our brand does a good job of saying, hey, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always um, I think about comic book movies a little too often, but um, the Joker is one of my favorite characters just because of his interesting philosophies. But, like, I remember in The Dark Knight, the Joker is like, it's not about the money, it's about sending the message. And he burns, like, a trillion dollars in front of an entire mob. So, like, your brand is an extension. Like, your message is your brand. And, like we said, it starts with those those visuals. But what is that trying to convey like, to the average person? Because so much of branding, as I'm figuring out now, is it's kind of layered in the subconscious of people. Like, um, Or just look at how many members we have that have the last name or first name. It starts with a G. Yeah, that's another (laughs) thing. Yeah, we have, like, I go through Team Builder, and it's, like, the Gs are, like, a page and a half long. And it's just, like, oh, okay. Like, they probably didn't even mean to do that. They are like, oh, well, there's a G on the door, so why don't I just join that? Because my last name is G. They probably didn't even think about that, but... But yeah, I mean, like, or like you're saying with colors too. People, yeah, uh, they see the blue turf. Your favorite fo- color is navy. Mm-hmm. You're probably more likely to join this gym, right? Right. And if it was like red or something, it'd probably be a little like more standoffish. We probably have more aggressive people. That kind of like, it's weird how psychology works like that. Like we have, I mean, I guess the manly, we're like the 
yeah, manliest thing we have is probably the uh, Kensington shirts with the, you know, um, Macho Man Randy Macho Savage. Man, yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage. The cream always rises to the top. Um, but even like, like when we showed people the video, like that's also like sort of an extension of the brand as well. Like we we kind of we're serious, but we're not. We don't take ourselves too seriously, so we use like some '80s wrestler who's out of his mind and <laughs> put him on a T-shirt and kind of put that. Oh well, we're in a dairy factory, an old dairy factory. Well, he talks about cream for about three minutes, and um, why not put him on a on a T-shirt? And that just makes sense. So like, I see a lot of stuff where people's their messages don't necessarily line up with their brand or where they're trying to go like talking to people and like oh well um i want to do hit training but i also want to do like facet cardio you know like they're all over the place and it's like well it's kind of the same with people's brands it's like well i want i want to train or do this with this certain population but then they kind of do the exact opposite yeah. or, or they kind of market themselves in the exact opposite I'm like so you want to be here but you're like way the hell over here so how do you get those two closer together and then that that's what what you're going to do you're going to find your niche right. in that that department um i think one of the smartest things i did was put strength in the name yeah you know um versus i don't know what else do people call gyms like g fitness or performance. g performance like who like I mean, maybe people Google fitness, but I don't know many people that are Googling performance, right? So, like, when you Google strength training, I think last time I checked, they're, like, the first thing that pops up in this neighborhood and, we're like, the third thing that pops up no matter where you are in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think, yeah, saying what you do and being very clear about that is yeah. one of the most important things about branding. It's got to be clear, right? People have to, like, oh. You guys are, are a gym that builds strength. Got it. Like, that's yeah. your focus. You're not going to come here, come in here and run on the treadmill for an hour. Yeah. Where's all the cardio machines? So I was like, well, you know. <laughs> Some lady actually, like, peeped her head in the other day and said that. I'm like, yeah, we don't have any cardio machines here. You're Sorry. looking at it. <laughs> looking Just at point it. to the turf. Yeah. Just lift weights faster. Yeah. <laughs> Do more reps. Usually, um, usually when people ask that question, I just say, like, you know, we have a prowler. Oh, you don't know what the prowler is? You have to come in and check it out. <laughs> and I basically give them like the little, you know, it's a, it's like a sled that you push. It's like a weighted sprint kind of deal. Um, and they're like, oh, that sounds intriguing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I've never heard of that It's before. not quite the elliptical, but you'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that thing. Um, where was I going with that? Saying what you do. Saying what you do. The uh, the biggest mistake I think people make is like they'll call their themselves like, something athletes or athletics right um and like you know people some people some adults will gravitate towards that but it's like if you're just trying to train general population on how to lose body fat but your name sounds like a athlete performance center it doesn't really line up like you're going to attract you're going to attract a different crowd than the crowd that you want than the audience that you want to have so being clear concise and and just being like this is what we do and this is who we serve i think is super important yeah i mean one of the coolest i mean one of the coolest stories i think and this all ties back to marketing and and branding um when michael jordan was first getting really big in the early 90s and he did that that commercial with spike lee and spike lee screams out it's got to be the shoes and (laughs) so like this had been been just after he won the dunk competition he jumped from the foul line first person to ever do that like impossible is nothing right like he's making the impossible possible and then he uses that to brand his shoes like his athletic ability like he kind of puts that in the shoes and then as soon as he as soon as he jumps oh well if i get the air jordans i'm going to be able to jump like michael jordan now we know that's not possible but people kind of believe that where it's where it's like oh well if i do this i can be more like that person i can be more like that brand i can be more a part of that community yeah. and then it became like a giant collector's item i mean they made the movie like mike where you know the shoes get zapped by a lightning bolt and then he jumps all over the place like michael jordan like so that's a perfect example of just like brilliant branding and brilliant like just a marketing strategy and you know what however you feel about nike 
you know, Nike, I think they do it better than anybody else, like in oh, any, yeah. any field, you know, like the stuff that they put out in terms of like, you know, their black and white commercials are, are always insane and always give me chills. Um, so, but like that's creating a community behind the brand that people want to be a part of. That's, that's in its in and of itself to me. That's what branding really means. It's like okay, I've created this community that you know supports each other. That they they're like minded and they they have similar goals and similar outlooks. Yeah. Um, I think um, one of the most powerful things that would happen. It wasn't even on purpose. Would be like when let's say, for example, a woman who's just getting into the gym, like never did this before, but was like, I put on a little bit of body fat over the last few years. I want to get back in the gym. I want to learn how to do this so I can take care of myself and have a long, healthy life. Um, and then they would come in and there would be other women in their group yep. that had been with us for like two to three years. And they were, they had been, you know, they were where this woman wanted to be. So they would see that and then identify, okay, this place can help solve my problem, right? Like here's a bunch of women that are doing the things and are looking a certain way that I want to look and I'm, I'm going to become a part of that community and get the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that was like a major selling point that wasn't even necessarily on purpose. It just kind of happened organically from, um, I guess, laying the foundation of, you know, building a community, getting people results yep. and giving the gym kind of like that family feel like you're a part of something bigger than just the gym. Yeah. I mean, the logo and all that stuff and the marketing that gets people in the door, but then, you know, how you treat the person once they walk in your door is, is yeah. what sells them quote unquote. Right. Um, we don't do much in the ways of selling people like a commercial gym would, or, you know, randomly interrupt your workout. Hey, you want to do, do personal training? Like, we don't do that. Like, <laughs> you want to give us in. more money? No? Yeah. Okay, I'll ask again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask again tomorrow. Yeah, so um, the, the product sells itself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you, you treat people a certain way, you joke around with them, you, you show them that you're a person and that you're not just after their, their wallet and that's something people want to be a part of and yeah. that's, that's something I've, I've really picked on, picked up on since like grad school. Um, that was kind of the coolest part of my grad work was, was understanding brands and stuff like that. Like, especially in like the professional sporting setting. I mean, I mean, professional sports is a great example. I mean, look at Philadelphia and the Eagles, like obsessed with the Eagles and, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Obviously it's in the same city as, you know, millions of people, but you know, they have certain players, certain parts of the organization that people want to be a part of that people admire people enjoy being around so so yeah like you know like to recap the the logo and stuff the marketing all gets people in the door but eventually you know you got to treat the person the way they want to be treated um all back to those like kindergarten rules i was talking um to you earlier about this but there was a girl i I talked to who was looking to start a gym um in, in uh, North Carolina and you know, she wanted to jump like right to the marketing stuff, right to the social media stuff. And I was like, you know, pump the brakes, you know, like you really got to lock in on, okay, how's your, like, what's your product? Are you getting people results? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you treating people well? Like, like those are the most important things. And then um, is your, like, is your product so good that they're going and running and telling their friends about it? Uh, we talk about the, um, the coffee test, right? Like, like your session has to be so good that if your friend, like if your client goes and grabs coffee after your session, they're going to bring it up to the person they're getting coffee with. They're going to be like, Hey, guess where I just was. I just PR and back squat and I feel awesome. I feel more badass than I ever have. And I love this place. And I think you should come too. Yep. you know, um, if you can, if you can produce those kind of results and that, that drive those kind of referrals, like that's the best marketing branding you can ever hope for i do think it's kind of hilarious because i think it's in a way it's a little bit harder now than it ever has been <clears throat> like with the instant gratification society that we live in um people want to want that overnight success but they don't realize that it took that person five to ten years to be an overnight yeah. success success so um you know the marketing the branding the social media <clears throat> that's great that's a resource resource for you to use but it shouldn't be all you do, in my opinion, unless you're going to live on the internet. Yeah, There's yeah. certain people in the fitness realm that live 
on the internet. They make their money off the internet. They make online programs, all that kind of stuff. That's great, but there's only so many hours in the day. So you kind of got to funnel to what you want to do. So to speak to your point with that one girl, if you're going to work with people and like personally, then that should be the majority of your time. Yeah. It shouldn't be on like, yeah, you can in your free time when you don't have clients, when you're building a clientele, yeah, you can create content and all that kind of stuff to make your brand more marketable. But it's not going to make a whole lot of sense for you to like try to get the blue check on Instagram yeah. before you actually have 15, 20 clients. I mean, Joe DeFranco said on one of his podcasts, you know, if you have 15 to 20 clients and you charge the right price for it and depending on where you live and you're good to those clients and your retention rate's really good, there's no reason you shouldn't be making more than enough to live off of. Yeah. So, um, and it only takes 15 to 20 and then and you can- If your product's be, that good, there's 15 to 20 people are going to bring their friends. Exactly. So, and then, yeah, so then you just make a bigger community out of that. And I mean, it, it's the fitness- industry is very weird it's very hot and cold it's very um you know i see a lot of people that spend so much time on instagram and stuff like that and for me like i've bitched about instagram and stuff like on this podcast but um for me it's it's not a waste of time but you're you're better off delegating your time to something else that's going to be more productive that's going to actually give you something up front because a lot of that Instagram stuff, that's gonna, that takes a while. And people see like, oh, this person only has 20 photos and they have 500,000 followers. I'm like, well, yeah, well, they probably had like 2,000 photos at one time and then deleted them all to make it look more whatever. I still don't so, understand why people do that. And I, I just leave everything I've ever posted up there. I don't know. Unless in, Instagram takes stuff do down because I, I, I stole somebody's music. <laughs> You know, once in a while, they'll be yeah. like, hey, your video from two years ago, yep. you know, Drake wants that back, you know? <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, like all right, it, dude, like, nobody's right. going back and looking at that shit, you know, I don't give a shit. Like, I already got my, you know, views sure out of it. Drake doesn't make enough money? Like, are you sure he really needs it? It's but. like me bench pressing. It's like, Drake's in the background. He owns this. <laughs> like, he owns your he bench now press. now owns your gym. <laughs> <laughs> what? Shit out of luck, pal. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say about, um, yeah, I think, I think we were talking about with like being online, super important to like have an online presence, show that you're legit online. And if you're brick and mortar, I think it's just important to have something up there so that people can do like their little research to make sure, you know, like they're what they're looking, you're what they're looking for, that you're legit. Um, and, uh, and you're not like an ax murderer or something. Um, but if you have like a brick and mortar business, it's really important to just get out there belly to belly with like other business owners, other people in the neighborhood. It's it's more important that people in your neighborhood, like in your area, know who you are than people on the internet yep. know who you are. Because, you know, what good is like 100 followers from California if your gym's in Philly? Like, right. you might get some online clients, but, you know, it's again, much more valuable to have everybody in the neighborhood know your face know what you guys do, know that your business, you know, helps hundreds of people and um, that they can expect the same type of experience when they come in too. I feel like at the same time, there does need to be some sort of presence. Um, yeah. I think about, you know, the place that opened up down the street. I Googled them, nothing. Yeah. You know, you see this facility that there's no one in it. You kind of think it's open, kind of don't think it is. But you like go on Google, you look for it. There's nothing. There's no website, no Instagram, no anything. And how do you? I would just walk right by and think, all right, yeah. well, that gym has Google reviews and this, that, and the other. I'm going to go to that place. Exactly. Yeah. So it's I like, feel like there's like kind of like a minimum like barrier that needs to be reached. Yeah. But from then, just make sure that like your product is good and you're serving you're serving your clients well. Yeah, and that's all stuff you can do before you even open. Like should if you, be. Like, yeah, it should be stuff <laughs> should that you're be. all like you should have a website before you open or like some semblance of an Instagram before you open or you know or a phone number even phone just number. a landing page you just need somewhere <laughs> somewhere to be contacted yeah like hey yeah. we're here yeah come see us you have questions yeah. yeah and then I think for me like the the online stuff really helps flesh out like what my message what I want my message to be like typically you write it right and this is what I want to convey yeah that doesn't sound very good 
I want to do it again. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna rework this draft, and then eventually you have a very clear cut, thing, like message you're trying to convey. And then when people walk in your door, all right, I've already rehearsed this 20 times. Yeah. I know exactly the product that I'm providing people, and then you can speak on it better. When you don't have that clear message, you're gonna walk in and people are gonna be like, so what do you do? You're gonna be like, um, good well, question. Well, we we do fitness, and I'm like what does we do fitness mean? <laughs> and then you're going to lose somebody because yeah. you only have like more than likely a 30 second to a minute conversation with somebody. It's about, it's, it's real life Instagram. Like yeah. you got about a minute tops with somebody to kind of, Hey, this is what we do. Um, yada, yada, yada. This is how we can help. What are you looking for? Boom. All right. Give me a call. And that's, yeah. that's about all the time you got. And if you're not clear on that message that it's going to make you look like you don't know what the hell you're doing. You might know what the hell you're doing, but it doesn't look like it. Right. So, so that's in conjunction kind of with the online space. And I'll say like, I mean, at this point I've done probably somewhere around 500 assessments and I've rehearsed like saying the same things to people 500 times. Right. So like writing it on the internet first and then like kind of laying it out and almost like uh, creating a script of some sort of like, here's all the points that I need to cover if I want this person to come back. Um, you know, I think, you know, part of it's asking them what they're looking for too, and just kind of like catering your words towards their goals, their wants, their needs, but also just, you know, I, th- I think, I think, I think the fact that I've had to do like that many assessments, I've, I've gone through the spiel so many times that I'm just like, okay, this is who we are. It just rolls off the tongue. And like mm-hmm. at any point, whether I'm like working or I'm at a party on the weekend, yep. I can I can tell you what G Strength's all about and you know how you our program works. Sleep, basically. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. You I probably your, could. You close yeah. your eyes. Here at G Strength, <laughs> we do this one. <laughs> Actually, level one foundation. <laughs> Everybody who joins our gym starts foundation. Uh, no, is, that, is that a Visa or Mastercard you want to use? Or, yeah, don't accept. I've gotten one. really creative um, about asking for money without actually asking for money too like like it'll be it'll be something to the extent of uh so when did you want to start or something like that so like so they get that's exactly what you say yeah i've heard you say it 10 times (laughs) yeah daniel's watched me do probably 20 assessments in the last few months so uh when are you looking to get started today (laughs) how's today and then um and then it's usually like you know i set them up on the software and i'll say something we just need you to put your card on file or whatever and I, i usually explain like the the how the uh, trial works and stuff like that beforehand. So like nobody gives you any pushback because by that point they're already like sold, right? They're already like, this is the place for me. I want this. You know? <laughs> I at least want the trial. Mm-hmm. And, and you then, do it in like the least salesy scumbag way possible. Yeah. I just tell you what we're all about. And I'm like, okay, this is what you want. And here's how, what we do is going to help you get there. Um, it's, it's, it's important to like not change who you are but also like just show them how who you are and what you do is um is conducive and um to, it's like to their goals and what they're yeah, trying to accomplish what they're looking for yeah yeah i mean part this will be my last point on this whole topic but um you just reminded me of it i mean we use zen planner um to basically run the gym from a software standpoint yeah. like having systems in place behind your brand that make your brands easily accessible and easily and easy to run because i mean good luck in this day and age if you're still operating with cash like i don't know what you're doing and what century you're living in and that just creates that much more work for you so if you can make your systems as streamlined as possible it makes it easier for you makes it easier for you to communicate with your clients and not only that it makes it easier for the clients which is probably the most important thing like if it's really hard to sign up if it's really hard to pay if it's if it just becomes more of a hassle than it's worth, people are just going to quit, whether your product is good or not. And I mean, I've seen this before in places that I've worked where it's just like sometimes we accept cash or it's like half cash, half on a card. I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing right now? Like, like what's? Yeah, now we're gonna be. Oh, no, now accept Ethereum is now okay, great. Um, you really want to roll the dice on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say yeah, your money was good yesterday, but <laughs> yeah. now today it's not. Yeah, sorry, your membership declined today. <laughs> because you paid today, your Ethereum's <laughs> You're going to need more Ethereum. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think 
I think one of the uh, inspirations for how I've built the systems for like that type of stuff has been let's make fitness as easy and as approachable uh, for people as possible, right? Like, so once they do their assessment, we get them set up on their apps. You got Zen Planner for scheduling, Team Builder for workout tracking. They basically log in and they forget it. Like, they don't have to do anything else other than schedule their sessions each week. Um, it's really easy. It's like touch of a button type of stuff. Um, when they're in here for their workouts, they're logging their weights. And, you know, I, I'm constantly looking for ways to make it easier for people, but I don't, you know, I don't know if we can, honestly. I think we've done a really good job of. I think that's about as yeah, easy of, as you can yeah. make it. It's not difficult to get a time. We have times all day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's, and, and we, you know, like there's already so many barriers you have to, especially in fitness, uh, there's already so many barriers with people, you know, self-esteem issues, um, body image issues, you know, just like being in a gym, you know, like walking in. Cancellation not, fees. Cancellation too. fees, like contracts. There's already so, like prior experiences at other gyms. Like these are all things that you have to combat as, as a gym owner or as a trainer or whatever you're doing, this really is basically anything. Because um, more than likely, you're not the first person that they've reached out to or have had experience with. So depending on how that prior experience went, it's going to stick with them. So you have to already overcome so many barriers. And if your systems are not up to snuff, that's just gonna, that's just one more reason why they shouldn't come back and they shouldn't walk in, yeah. in through the door. So, you don't want to give them an excuse or you want to give them any more reasons not to do this thing yeah. that they don't really want to do in the first place. Right. A lot of people come in here and they're like, I know I need to do this. Yeah. I don't like it, but I, I know do it because I, I to have it. to, not because I yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So don't give them any other reasons to quit. Right. Mm -hmm. So whatever your systems are, just make sure they're buttoned up and they make sense. Do your <laughs> research before you start accepting stuff. I mean, yeah. And research your market too. Like what you were saying, be the most important person in your neighborhood. But like, what is your neighborhood charge? What is your, you know, like, what are people in your neighborhood looking for? Um, right. Talk to people at a coffee shop. Talk to people like that sort of thing. That's um, my biggest like justification as to why I pay for coffee. Sometimes is like, I, you know, I've been to the the new coffee place that just opened in Kensington. I've been there like four times in the last five days. You know? Yeah. Um, I say hi to those guys all the time. I'm always front of mind. I'm always like, you know, I'm wearing my t-shirt. I'm there. There's other people there. So, you mm -hmm. know, I don't know if anything good's going to happen out of it, but I like the coffee and, you know, maybe somebody might see me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you yeah. got, you got that whole coffee shop attached to like an 88 part, you know, 88 apartment unit complex. Yeah. Like someone else is in there like, Oh, we have a gym. Like, I mean, people have walked into the gym while I'm lifting over there and people are like, um, how long have you guys been here? Like, I was like, well, we've been here for almost a year. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're like, they're like, wait, wait, like people don't necessarily like they're in their own world. So they don't even know like you exist. Yeah. So like making yourself present and noticeable without, you know, being a douchebag about it, like is, is really important. And I mean, the fact that I've supported like a new business, right they're, They just opened, right. I've been there like almost every day. So they really appreciate there's um the uh the law of influence remember when i went over this with you guys mm -hmm. one of the biggest uh, one of the first laws of influence is our uh, uh reciprocity yep so like if i'm over there you know doing all these things for them i mean not that i expect them to do anything back because i think that's a really important part of it is like you don't do it with the intention of like receiving mm -hmm. but you, you do it with the intention of just being a good person and like supporting um and i'm going to be top of mind whenever somebody that they know that's close to them or even a customer comes in and goes like, Oh man, I really gotta get in shape. You know, what do you think they're going to say the first time they yeah. hear somebody make a, a statement about that? They're like, Oh, there's a gym right around the other side of this building. The owner's awesome. He comes in here every fucking day. <laughs> drinks a lot of coffee. Drinks, drinks a lot of coffee. So, he's really <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, it's just, you, you got to do things like that. Yeah. Eat locally. Um, talk to the people when you're there, you know, you know don't just be like a, a hermit and you know hide in the corner and stuff but like you know i, th I think you know, you're always um i mean i know this is easier said by an owner versus like employees but I, I always try to look at it like i'm always representing my brand and there's always the opportunity to um sell our gym to somebody and 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 give them this kind of experience because i know how um how life-changing it can be 
right? So if somebody needs this or wants this, it's like I can't. I'd be doing them a disservice if I don't tell them mm-hmm. what we do or, or or make it approachable at least. If I'm acting like a douchebag over the weekend and I'm like, you know, nobody would ever come to my gym. So like I'm always kind of kind of have that kind of uh, that attitude about how I carry myself. Yeah, I think that stems to everything too. It's yeah. not just the the private setting. It's not. I mean. I've worked on the Division One NCAA level, like, you know, make sure the S's are up on plates. Make sure <laughs> the, place, the place is completely clean, all this other stuff. Because while, I mean, we're trying to get five-star recruits here, and if it looks like a mess in here, that's just one more reason for that kid not to come to this school. Um, so same with, you know, I've heard stories of, I believe it was Calais Campbell when he joined the Ravens, like, First day he walked in, he put all the Raven heads on the plates in the weight room right side up, and then strength coach knew that that's a leader on this team. That's, like, automatically <laughs> a guy. Like, yeah. So, and that's that's branding. That's, like, hey, we're always on top. Hey, th- this is how we ski ourselves. This is how we conduct ourselves. And and that's an extension, again, of, yeah. of that brand. This is how we do things here. Yeah. It's I mean, it's, like, how everything has a place in the gym. Um, I think – I think two of the reasons um, people quit gyms, I don't know where I heard this, was because it's not clean and because they're not getting results. So if you keep it clean, if everything has a home, the kettlebells go there, the plates go in a certain spot, um, the dumbbells have a home, right? Everything has a certain place where you put it, and um, you know this is how we do things here. There's an order. There's, a, um, there's an expectation that you're going to follow that, right? And uh, I think that's a key part. Uh, although our clients probably wouldn't even notice it, but it's a key part of building like a quality culture. See, but they would notice if it was a mess. They would notice if it was a mess. They don't necessarily know. Like it's like, that's where that subconscious stuff comes in. Like they, they notice it, but they don't really know they're noticing it. And then if it was a complete mess, pigsty in here, people would be like, uh, what happened guys? Like we would get, we would get, I guarantee we could do a social experiment right now. I'll throw every 45 plate on the floor <laughs> and everyone would be like, uh, what's going on today guys? Like, you, you know, gonna, you're going to pick those up. Yeah. yeah. It was just dump chalk everywhere. <laughs> like, like people would people sprinkle would, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> LeBron James it up on every rack. <laughs> yeah. But people will definitely notice yeah. it, it. It's kind of annoying that, that life is like that. Like, People are people are almost waiting for you to screw up. Like it's they're they're ready for it. Like they're ready to pounce. So it's like you kind of have to do your due diligence all the time. So, but it's kind of the nature of the beast. So I mean, just being aware of that is is super important. Um, but all right, I'm done talking about professional stuff. Um, story time. Story time. All right. So um, we're just gonna go around the room and uh, talk about the strangest strangest client or strangest situation with a client we've ever been in um does anybody want to start off or i gotta go last i gotta figure you gotta, you gotta think of something I okay find a story all right maybe mine will inspire you, you want to go first i feel like yours yeah, is funny sure, yeah <laughs> um, so i had a client in my uh so this was at a different gym i was doing small group training this was my 5 30 a.m session uh, it was this guy's first day. He used to ride his, um, he had like one of those fold-up bicycles. He would ride that to the gym. And I guess it was the winter and he was wearing like some sort of like Lycra pants. He comes into the main area of our like training area and uh, just immediately strips down. Keep in mind, this is like a commercial gym with a legitimate locker room and privacy. And there's probably 40 plus people in couple hundred square feet and just strips down and uh i heard well one of the other coaches her client goes i just saw that man's penis oh shit and i'm like (laughs) i don't want to i don't want (laughs) to see one in here i also don't even want to hear you say the word penis in here (laughs) um yeah uh that was probably his first day and i think to this day i could bring up that story he'd still laugh about it no shame whatsoever so he he was like a, a $50 a month member using the gym or he was like a one No, he one was client. paying like 400 bucks a month to train. So he was, okay. So he yeah. was doing like small group kind of thing. Yeah. Like he and he was, was just getting ready for the session and he just yeah, gets and naked. Yeah, he takes his pants off. Yeah. Holy shit. That is so, like that yeah. takes balls. No pun intended. Yeah. But <laughs> and like middle-aged guy, maybe, maybe 50s, something yeah. like that. I wonder if he lost a bet or something. Like. No, he just no, that, no. that was who he is. He's like, yeah. I get I get naked in public. Exactly. Wow, yeah. that's fucking amazing. 
he actually <laughs> i talked to him a, like a couple of months ago and i was like telling him like where i'm at now and stuff and he like mentioned something and i was like do not come here <laughs> you cannot come here no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make everyone else deal with you so yeah stay stay where you're at we have a changing room <laughs> no no need <laughs> no, <mostly. laughs> but, but the, cubby, the cubbies are over here so i'm gonna get changed over here all right man there's a big glass window. <laughs> yeah, take a watch. <laughs> um, all right, so one of my weirdest, I mean, this is just top of mind, and this is kind of what inspired me to pick this topic. Um, it was just like this very strange guy who signed up for one-on-one training uh, back, in the, back in the apartment days. Uh, so, like, for his first session, I used to give people, like, a free one-on-one to, like, experience the gym and try it out experience my apartment and try it out (laughs) um so this guy walks in with a suitcase immediately like red flag like what the fuck's in the suitcase like (laughs) like it was a rolly suitcase like he just shows up to my apartment middle of the day rolly suitcase um well rolly one yeah nice yeah hit every step on the way up it was great <laughs> the severed head inside starts bouncing around. Yeah, yes. So I mean, like, I go like to the worst places. I'm like, this guy's an axe murderer. Like, I got this guy in my apartment. Like, what's going on? Um, he's asking like weird questions. Like, can we just? I just need you to like force me to do sit-ups. And I'm at this. I'm 23 at this point, and I'm just kind of like, I'm gonna give the client whatever the hell they want. Like, as long as they pay, I need money right now. Like. <laughs> Like, I don't, have a, I don't have a philosophy or anything I need to do with people. Like, yeah, sure, the last 10 minutes, I'll watch you do sit-ups. So he opens the suitcase, <laughs> pulls out an ab mat. That was the only thing in the suitcase. <laughs> like, so if you don't so know what an ab mat is. It's more convenient to carry around a rolly suitcase than just to carry an ab mat. Just an ab mat. Like, one, yeah. <laughs> so immediate. Again, not more red flags. I'm like, this guy can't be all there. Like, this is... How many <laughs> sessions did he do with you? Uh, uh, he did like 10. I think he did 10. And did it get weirder? I, th- I think back in the day I was charging like 45 bucks a pop. So it was like 450. Yeah, 450. And um, it, the ad mat, if, for those of you who don't know, is like this like half circle that kind of just fills in the space that the arch of your low back has. So that when you lay down on it, you can do sit-ups, you know, without excessively arching your low back or it allows you to cheat a little bit without hurting yourself i guess or you know rubbing your tailbone on the floor i don't really i'm not a big fan of it i haven't really used it much but this guy loved it and he'd bang out like 50 setups at the end of every session just because he um he also said to me um look i don't want to do any nutrition stuff i don't need to do any of that i just need to do a ton of (laughs) setups point blank Word for word. Just a big sit-up guy. Just like all I need to do is sit-ups. I just got to get rid of this belly fat. And I would like try like <laughs> hell to explain to him. Like, look, dude, you don't need to do any sit-ups actually. Like, <laughs> like if you just awesome. stop eating so much crap, you know, we can get rid of some of that belly fat right away. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he just was not having it. He didn't want to hear any of that shit. He's like, I know everything already. I got it all figured out. I just need you to make sure I do it. <laughs> So, uh, this guy on top of that, which is like super bizarre, like I would put people back to back, like, so I would have a five thirty out of a six thirty right after sessions were just like back to back and funnel people like in and out. Um, and he showed up like 15 minutes early all the time and he would just sit on my couch, which the couch, but he'd sit on a seat on the couch that would look directly into the bedroom, which is where the gym was. Um, so the gym was in the bedroom, the couch the living room, the kitchen, and the, my bed were all in the living room space. And you would look directly down this hallway that went right into the bedroom where the, the squat rack was, um, and he, he sat right there. So he's somebody was doing, uh, like, TRX push-ups. It was this woman uh, was doing TRX push-ups, and he is sitting on the couch just, like, looking her dead in the eyes, <laughs> like, the whole time. <laughs> and, I, and I walk by and catch it, and I was like, shit and then she looks up and starts cracking up and and like moves the trx like like for those of you that have used trx's if you kind of like move them to the right or the left they don't really work as well or like one side's longer than the other if you do that Mm -hmm. right so she chose to do push-ups like right side justified (laughs) 
the rest of the workout <laughs> because this guy's just like looking her right in the eye while she works out. <laughs> Jesus. People are weird, man. People are so strange. So after the workout, I come out there and there was a hole in my couch and I knew this, but he didn't know this. And, um, <laughs> I walk out with the client and you know, she's already a little weirded out. Like what the hell is going on? So <laughs> he's got his ring finger in the hole in the couch and looks at me right in the eye and just goes, I've got my finger in here. <laughs> like, what? Dude. Blank stare. I've got my finger in here. I'm like, that's great, Edward. Like, <laughs> Good for you. And then I, I, you know, I kind of look at my client like, why don't you get the fuck out of here? Like, <laughs> and take me with you. Oh, I forgot to burn, touch burn on this place to the ground. Right the fact, I forgot to touch on the fact that he went to the bathroom like twice in the first eight minutes of his first session too like he's like going back and forth to the bathroom he's got the suitcase i'm like this guy's a fucking murderer like, <laughs> it was so so strange i i wouldn't wish that guy on i, I feel like i anybody. need to take a shower just hearing this story yeah yeah well maybe i can do you one better um, <laughs> so i mean this isn't my story really it's it's more of what Gian put me through a couple of months ago, actually all of us through a couple of months ago. He, uh, it's 8.30 in the morning, and I get a text message from Gian about, he's like, just listen to this, and it's a voicemail. <laughs> and I'm like, this is still the weirdest thing that I've ever even remotely been a part of, I think, to this day. And Gian just sends this at like 8.30 in the morning, which is super aggressive, by it's the like way. It's like a Saturday or something, too. Yeah, it was on the weekend at like 8:30, which is no bueno for me. And I start listening to this thing. I'm like, wow, a three-minute voicemail. Like, what does this person have to talk about? And they start going, and it's this guy that, I mean, definitely like Ted Bundy-esque vibes. This like, hey, uh, Gian, um, man, wow, these guys are like so so good, young and good looking and I'm like what is going and it's three minutes of that of this guy basically like hitting on all of us via voicemail and it's like asking for personal training but I know it's not personal training it's you know personal <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's he, uh, he was like I mean it, yeah, NC17 personal training it sounded it's, like he was looking at our website and pleasuring himself at the same time, yeah. but just talking into his phone yeah. <laughs> while like there's like like Don, I'll have to play it for you. Maybe maybe we could add the clip. Yeah. <laughs> we could add it's, the beginning yeah, of the clip. <laughs> oh, you got some, you got some good looking guys. There's like he's out of breath. It sounds like he's <laughs> it sounds like he's sweating. Like it's yeah. just, it's just like. And then he was saying dude, like how he felt like he wasn't good enough for us or something yeah, like that. Yeah, dude, it was strange. He had to have been fucking with us. Because number one, at the time, there were no pictures of anybody but I think me on the website. Like the staff yeah. page was down. Yeah, he kept talking day. about like tall guys and yeah, I'm like, like, really none. buff guys. I I'm think like, he just called fucking with us, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, it had to have been a prank because it was so weird. Yeah. Like, well, then remember I had you Google the phone number and it was like a landscaping like he owns a oh, yeah, yeah, business. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, we should call him back. We should call back the number <laughs> and leave like a very yeah, similar. We're ready voicemail. for you. <laughs> I was just, you know, just looking at your. Uh, you can escape my. You got, you got some pictures of guys chopping wood. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you do with that bush. <laughs> oh, it was oh wild, man, dude, I've never, I've never, I feel like I need to take a shower after that. Yeah, voicemail. that was the creepiest thing I've ever. I showed I it to everybody. I didn't tell I knew Savannah afterwards. about that because I didn't want her to like feel weird. Like that, I feel like that's yeah. Like you don't have to worry about that as a girl. <laughs> like, like somebody coming. I, in I don't think she'd have any reason to be. No. Worried. I think we that guy's the ones that are worried. <laughs> 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 but yeah, honestly, like that's the story that stuck out to me. Like, because I don't think I've had any truly insane clients. I mean, I had an eighty-three-year-old client when I was living in Tampa. And I mean, overall, she was she was a pretty nice woman, but um, she just she basically just like well, she ended up wanting to just basically stretch for thirty minutes, which I'm like, okay, like, but I'm not a yoga instructor, so 
maybe I'm not the best person to work. So, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't think I had I had an older master's computer strong or a Highland Games guy. That was a pretty interesting client to work with. Um, yeah, I could see he was all sorts of messed up, and but um, yeah, I don't have any cool stories about clients getting naked in front of me or. Fingering your couch. Fingering your couch. That was the most bizarre one. Rachel was there, too. Yeah. Like, Rachel's sitting in the living room with this guy. Poor Rachel had to, like, entertain my clients while they were waiting to train with me. And sometimes they were very bizarre and strange like that. And she she would just be stuck listening to, hey, I got my finger in here. (laughs) Hey, I got my finger in here. Wow. Something a nine-year-old would say. Oh, this, this, I just thought of this. This guy would also text me about his neighbor's cat farting. I don't know why. Like, I'm your trainer, dude. I don't know why the fuck that's relevant. Like, why? What can I help you with here? Like, like are you doing sit-ups? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm lit. I'm he, would, he would text me like, ah, neighbor's cat's farting again. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> New phone, who this? Yeah. yeah. Just lose my number, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he did. <laughs> Probably joined in like five years. What are up to now? Yeah. Do a where, are, where are they now, a former client? <laughs> That'd be a great special. Edward, if you're listening, text Gian. <laughs> <laughs> what if he is listening? I really hope not. Uh, some of the shit we said. Yeah. I don't think so, but. Probably doesn't know what a podcast is. Probably not. Um. <laughs> but, any hooser. Um, is that all we got? I think so. I think so. All right. Well, sounds good. Um, so that's that's it for today, guys. Um, hopefully you are enjoying your summer. It is so hot here in Philly. Scorcher. Uh, it's a scorcher <laughs> out there. Is it? <laughs> Just think of that always sunny always episode. Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, hot sure one today. It's a, sure, it's a hot one today. All right, I just screwed up the outro. Um, anyway, um, all right, that's for it for us today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This has been another episode of Not Your Mother's Fitness, John. This is episode number 12, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you. Peace.